0: BYU Sports Nation breaking news.
1: Welcome to a BYU Sports Nation special live from Studio B in Provo, Utah. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We have learned from multiple sources that BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose is expected to step down from his position in a news conference. That is just about to start at the Marriott Center. This will all be unveiled. A large gathering of media members, some former players and colleagues we have seen, family members all in attendance for this presumed announcement. If indeed Dave Rose steps down, Jerem, what a legacy he leaves behind.
0: Eight years as an assistant coach, 14 as the head coach. 348 wins in that head coaching span, 13 seasons. Eight NCAA tournaments, of course, that 2011 Sweet 16 with the National Player of the Year, Jimmer Fredette. Won 72% of his games. That's number one in BYU history. That's top 10 active win percentage. Kelvin Sampson uh, had some nice things to say about him. We'll get to that later.
1: Full reaction after today, this everybody. announcement. Right now we're taking you live Thanks to the news conference with Tom Homo. Uh
2: For this press conference for Dave Rose, I appreciate everyone being here on this uh, special occasion. The format for this conference will be, um, I'll have a few remarks, and then we'll have an opportunity to have Dave come up and give a few remarks and then answer some questions from the media. We'd ask that the media, if they have questions, would come up to the microphone right here and use that mic uh, to ask the questions of Dave. Um, At the conclusion, uh, Dave won't be answering one-on-one or doing one-on-one interviews, so uh, please ask your questions uh, there. And we'll not be answering questions about the future this day is for Dave. Thank you, Dave. You've given your all to BYU basketball. Your all. On and off the court. And you've accomplished some great, great things. It's only appropriate that we're here in the Marriott Center. We're on this floor. Just one of the accomplishments is your record in this hallowed building is 200 wins, 27 losses, and that's something. I've had the opportunity to travel around the country on assignment for basketball committee the last couple of years, four years, and everywhere I go, I know one thing. The, Dave's peers in college basketball, they think the world of him. They love him, and I could not go anywhere without them pulling me aside and telling me, take care of that kid. They love him. Dave, we respect and love you too. And we can't wait to see you take your rightful place someday in this BYA Hall of Fame. So now we'll hear from Dave Rose, a few remarks, and some questions after. Dave?
3: All All right. I'll promise you this, I'm the happiest guy in here. <laughs> but this will be tough. All right, thirty-six years. Thirty six years I've been doing this. Twenty. <clears throat> Twenty two at BYU. 14 is the head coach, and today's the day that I'm going to retire. I've had a chance to uh, talk with the players and encourage them to move forward and tackle the challenge that's at hand. But most of all, I've had a chance to uh, reflect with my family. How lucky I've been. I'm 61 years old and I still haven't worked a day in my life. I've I've got to play, play with so many great players and coach so many great players, so many teams, great teams. That's probably what I'll miss the most. I'll miss the most of when we get to the end of June and it's time to start the summer semester and the team moves on and I'll be on another team. I'll be on the team with my wife and with Cheryl with our grandkids and I'm gonna make that just as good as we made this. I've always felt like these are all numbers, just numbers on a page. And people tell me that they're at times pretty impressive numbers, but what what, what I'll always remember are the the players, the relationships that I've had with the guys, the coaches. That's one of the things that I'll really miss. These coaches are my best friends and they have been. I talked to every one of the coaches that have worked for me this morning uh, over the years. I can't thank those guys enough. All right. I've, uh, I've got a couple things that I want to say. One is how did how did this happen and how did we come to this? I've I've had ten years of what some doctors have said you're playing on house money and the house money's been really good to me. And I, I kind of have three coaching pillars for me. One is my mind a coaching mind, my body, my physical body, a coaching body, and then what I consider to be a coaching soul, which is my heart. My mind, I fought for years. You get tired, you get frustrated, you get mad, you can't figure things out. And I've always been able to talk my mind back into its time to accept the next challenge. Let's get the next team and let's go. My body would be tired at times, but I could always get myself up and get going and make, make my body do it. But it's my, it's my coaching soul that has put me here today. Because I, I always tell everybody, you can't trick how you feel. You, you, you can pretend or you can ignore it, but you know inside how you feel. And my coaching soul said it was time, time to be done. I want to thank the administration, the, not only the athletic administration, Tom and Brian, but, but President Worthen, President Samuelson, and President Richardson, those who have supported me from the university level, Um, it's, it's it's a pretty unique opportunity for me to coach for 14 years as the head coach and have the same two guys, Tom as the athletic director and Brian as my sport administrator. And to be able to do that is a a real, I consider to be a real blessing and a, a real part of the success that we were able to have here. I want to thank the staff members. There's so many people who have made this work from athletic trainer. I think Rob Ramos is my athletic trainer, and he's the one guy that has been, besides his administration, that has been with me through every team. And, uh, you know, obviously Tim Lacombe will be here for 12 years, and Terry was here for your, since my first year, and, uh, Dave Rice. I talked to Dave this morning, and John Wardenberg talked to John, talked to Walter. I mean, Cody Figure, Mark Pope, I talked to all these guys this morning, and uh, this is what I told them. I said, I got to meet with the team this morning, and then I got to meet with the media in the press conference, and I have the banquet tonight. And I don't really know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I'll promise you it's better than what I'm doing today. and uh that's from my heart i love BYU and i love all these players But most of all, I have my family. I want my family to stand up. Let's give my family a round of applause. (laughs) Cheryl, come on up here. These people have been through a lot. First week I got here, 22 years ago, we had had a kind of a tough season before that. Coach Cleveland hired me. My son Garrett, I get a call from the principal at Canyon View High School. He's been a student there for three days. I race out of the office down to the principal's office. Garrett's been in a fight. Some kids said <laughs> BYU's team was no good. The funniest thing about the whole thing, I told them they're right. I said, gee, you can't fight. <laughs> you can't fight yet, okay? You can't fight yet. It's not, as soon as we're good and they say they're not any good, then you can fight. I'm, Cheryl, you say a few things. Okay.
4: Oh, I don't know how I feel. I, I go from feeling excited Um, for what's next for us, Um, to sad, that there are so many things that we will miss. Um, But I think for me, the biggest emotion that I feel is gratitude. We are so, so grateful for the opportunities that we've had to be here at BYU, to experience this place, to experience the amazing people here, and the the people that he 's been able to work with um, and the players they are such good kids, and um, we are forever grateful for them. I think the other thing for me that um, I remember when we had his first press conference, and um, nobody asked me to speak, um, but there was one gentleman that wanted from the media that wanted to ask me a question, and the question that he asked me was if I was exci- excited for the opportunities that we would have to serve. And I remember thinking that was such a weird question. Like, I just, I don't know, I thought we want to talk about basketball. And I think for Dave and I, that has been a truly amazing experience to be in a position where we can, um, we can serve and we can um, help um, raise money and obviously cancer is um, something that has affected our family deeply and we have been um, blessed to be in a position where we can could help raise money and further that effort. So grateful to so many people who have helped make that part of this um, a success for us and most of you are here today and we're so so grateful. Hopefully we can continue to do um, great things in the future. Uh, we're not going to be far away. I want to. I'm a. I'm the biggest BYU fan there is. I hope you guys, Tom, you'll let us come watch some football games and baseball games and volleyball games, and yes, basketball games. But we love you, and I love this man, and I can't tell you how proud I am of him. I know that he will leave this job with no regrets because he has given it everything he has he's left it all out there and that's all he's ever asked his players to do and that's what he did and I'm very proud of him
3: right, thanks thanks to all of you coming Everyone everyone here, I appreciate, maybe except the media, all you other guys, (laughs) I appreciate everything that you've done. The media, I I believe you've been extremely fair over the 14 years and appreciate the coverage. Uh, Look forward to watching the next guy deal with it. Um, I want to answer any questions you have, okay? So I'll sit down over here and uh, hopefully we can make it through this. But you got to come up, state your name, serial number, what paper you work for, how long you've been with the paper.
2: John Kuhn, Associated Press. Um, what what really went into kind of deciding that this was the time for you to retire? Uh, what were there specific things that happened during the course of the season where you it kind of told you that hey, maybe this is time?
4: Well,
3: I don't know. If there's any one specific thing. I, I think that. Uh, You know, Cheryl and I have talked about this day for a long time and uh, wondering how it was going to work. We've stayed at BYU a few times when we had uh, opportunities to leave, and it seemed like we always stayed because of relationships that we had with current players, relationships that I had with coaches, uh, things that I felt like I needed to accomplish still. And as we looked at those two or three times when we could have left, it's the same feeling that we have right now, the the reason – to not do this is because of the relationships that I have with my coaches and the relationships that I have with my players. But it's going to end someday. And if that's the reason that is like on the very top, that's probably not the best reason to stay. My heart told me it was time to leave and Cheryl was agreeable. And uh, so that's why we're doing it now.
0: Jared Lloyd, Daily Herald, thanks, Dave. Appreciate all you've done. And talk about the reaction of the players and coaches as you talked to them today and shared this as they're making their own decisions and, and considering their own future.
3: Well, I felt for them. I, I feel for the coaches. We've, we had a discussion at the end of last week uh, that this was a, was a possibility. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just feel for them. I mean, they're happy for me. They're happy for my... You know opportunity to to move on and to you know challenge myself with something else um, but they're obviously very concerned for themselves and what's going to happen to their families, and so are we Cheryl and I spent uh, hours you know talking about um how this will affect each one of the families and their kids and and uh our kids and our grandkids and their spouses i mean it's it's it, there's a lot to this um but the players are the hardest. But I was, I was proud of myself. I did really good with the players. Never cracked. Like I've cracked here. And all you guys are going to put is all the times I cracked. Just get a nice picture of me all right, looking really happy and put that out there. All right, next question.
2: Hey, Pat. Patrick Canahan, formerly the Tribune. Now
5: now I do a little radio. Uh, I can remember talking to you way back when where you were thinking, you know, as a junior college coach, you were scarred. Would you ever be able to get that opportunity? And Steve leaves, and then you get that opportunity, and you, you do this marvelous job for all this time. You know, outside of maybe winning it all, during your time, which you thought you weren 't at a point you weren 't sure you were going to get it, and now that you got it and it 's done, did you do what you
2: wanted to do
3: well that 's why I feel and, and I say this with you know, a full heart of truth and I'm, I'm, I feel like i 'm the luckiest guy ever uh, I, I, I got a chance to uh, to coach at an unbelievable institution that has tremendous tradition uh, and then watch these guys just flourish and I, I I won't leave here with any regrets at all uh, as, as far as how hard we worked, how hard we tried, how we tried to do it the right way with the right people. Um, but I, I will leave here wishing we had done a little bit more. And I, I, I played in the Final Four, and I wanted to come here and get our team to the Final Four, and we came close one year. But uh, – it It, it didn 't happen for us, and, and that that's, that'll be something that I maybe hopefully you know can see another guy come in here and get it done because uh, uh, these kids work hard and these fans cheer hard, and these boosters you know they, they, they support hard and uh, hopefully someday we can we can find the group that can actually push through and actually get that done for us. congratulations Dave. Yeah, thanks, Pat.
2: Aaron am with the Daily Universe. Um, first, thank you. The media, we love you. Um, this, isn't, this isn't a good day for us either. Um, when you came in, what was the legacy you were hoping to leave? And what legacy do you feel like you are now leaving? Well, you know,
3: le- legacy is hard for me. I, I think the legacy is for other people to talk about, you know, as far as what we've been able to do while we've been here. Um, uh, there, there's some things I'll be really, really proud of that. I am really proud of um, you know, one is the the fact that our, our, our players came and they were student athletes and 98% of them have graduated with a degree and whatever degree they want Not a degree that the basketball program sent them through um, that, that's something that I'm really proud of. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously really proud of um, the, the ability to have a successful team every year. It's hard here at BYU. There's so much, so, so just so much change. Uh, your players are coming in and out, and, you know, you think of what we've been through with the mission change. You know, the kids used to all come in for a year, and then they'd leave, and then come back for three years, and then they... Started to go on their missions, or, you know, before they played, and then came back and played for. That was played four years, and that was a t- really tough adjustment for us, for our staff. But through all that, we continue to have successful teams. And uh, I, I think every year, I tell my players this: every year that it ends, and we want more. We always want more. We wanted more when it ended in the locker room in Las Vegas this year. We wanted more when it ended in the locker room in Philadelphia and when it ended in the locker room in Anaheim and when it ended in the locker room in New Orleans. You always want more. And that, that's, I think, what, what continues to, to drive you. But the bottom line is sometimes you look and you step back and you look and go, my goodness, that was pretty good. And, and hopefully that's what uh, that I'll be able to do a little bit more of. Man, that was pretty good. I'm really proud of the fact we got the, the annex built, thanks to President Worthen and so many of you in here, your financial contributions. But not just your contributions, your, your support. The way you talked about our program around town and, and got people interested in helping and uh, the the remodel of this arena, which seems, why would why would you have any pride in that? Well, they, they put us on this side when I started, and then I coached on that side for a few years, and then we came back to this side, and we had half the building blue, and then we had the full building blue, and and then we kind of reorganized the ticket structure, and, and all to do all those kind of things, you have to have good teams and the support of the people, and so I'll be proud of that. But as, as far as the legacy is concerned, I hope, I hope teams really... I hope people just really had fun watching our teams play. Jay Drew, Salt Lake Tribune. You're, on, you're like me, man. You're on house money. <laughs> I, I did get a second chance. Yeah, you got a second chance. Um... Dave, you're 23 wins away from the great Stan Watts. Did that play any into any of your thinking as when you pondered whether you wanted to, to call, it, call it a career? <laughs> it, it didn't play into my thinking at all. It, it played into my family's thinking. You know, they were all saying, are you kidding me? You're going you're gonna to quit now? I mean, but to me, I, I told you, there are numbers on a page. And... And uh, I'm not a big reader, so maybe that's why they don't matter that much. <laughs> but uh, I think that, uh, um, again, like I, like, I, like I just said, that uh, I, I really, what I really hope is that people had fun bringing their families, coming to Marriott Center, watching our guys play, leaving with a big win. I mean, t- 227, my goodness, we had a lot of wins. We had a lot of wins, I hope everybody had fun. Tough call, Desert News. Coach, um, you mentioned you talked to a lot of people today for the influence your career you've worked with. What are those conversations like and what it mean to you to, to hear from those people? What do you take for that? Well, you know, it was, uh, it was really kind of fun. It's a fun day. A couple of the guys, I felt bad because they played last night and just got beat. And I don't call people after they just got beat because I don't want people calling me after I just got beat. And uh, but today, I thought that uh, I, I just wanted to have a conversation and thank um, each one of those those guys who put their heart and soul into my career. And every conversation was tremendous. And you know, from uh, I had it, it brings back so many great memories because I got a piece of all their personalities in today, and all their personalities were in the room for with us for all those wins the times they were here. And uh that was that was really refreshing and quite enjoyable.
0: Dave, thanks for the, the last twenty two years, man. Thank you. I know Jake, uh, my brother in is very appreciative. He sends his love. Thank um, you. You know, you talk about how this is more than just wins and losses, more than a resume. It's about the players. It's about the families that are involved in it. Can you speak to specific moments, euphoric moments, in your career here at BYU that you had times to to spend with specific players or teams uh, that you'll think upon fondly? Yeah, I, um,
3: I'll tell you. I've told this story a few times, but, but mostly kind of reserved just for – um, smaller groups, but you know, back in 2011, I think was the year, and and we were ranked. We just beat San Diego State at San Diego State on national TV, and I think we came home and we were ranked three, and it was the first of March or something like that. And uh, you know, we have an issue with one of our players, and I call the captains into my office. I have Logan Magnuson and uh, Jackson Emery and uh, and uh, Jimmer in, in my office, and I told them the situation, told them the things that were probably going to happen, and that you know this player wouldn't, wasn't wasn't going to be able to play with us for the rest of the year, and um they all kind of gave their reaction of how they thought the team would react but all positive because these guys were just, it was a, a group of guys who believed like no other team. And we got up and said, okay, well, I'll meet you down in the locker room and I'll give you guys a chance to talk for a minute and then I'll talk and um, get these guys fired up and get ready for practice. And so Logan walks out and Jackson walks out. and Jimmer is the last one to walk out. And then Jimmer pokes his head back in and he says, hey, coach, now we're going to be missing twelve points and eight rebounds with this player not being able to play. You figure out how to get the eight rebounds. I'll get the twelve points. <laughs> yeah, and he did. I think he had fifty-two against New Mexico <laughs> in the tournament. But uh, there are so many stories of what uh, you know. I, I've been asked a couple times to to write a book. And never felt like I wanted to write a book because I felt like the best chapter of that book hadn't happened yet. And uh, so now we get to this point and there would be a lot of really good chapters. And especially stories of uh, of players and dealing with their just their individual challenges and then how they made it. How they overcame really hard things and became stars and have gone on to be unbelievable husbands and fathers and leaders in the community hey it's a necessary evil
0: take that as a compliment coach (laughs) jeremiah jensen ksl coach you alluded earlier to the fact that you hope the next coach can come in here and have even more success than you Uh, we know byu is a unique place this is a unique job what advice would you have for the next head coach? What would you tell them, or what advice would you give them to help them be successful here?
3: That's a really good question. And, you know, I thought about, you know, who, who, is, who is the next guy. And um, I, I do know this, that, the, the you know, a lot of people say, oh, the pool's really small. The pool's really big when you consider... And I haven't really documented this, but I kind of think that four out of the last five coaches here at BYU were hired without any Division I coaching experience. When you look at uh, me and Cleve and Raj, Liddell, had coached at Utah State and in the pros, um, I don't know about Frank, but there's a, there's a large net that's got to be thrown out here to find the right guy and my advice to him (laughs) it's really easy to say now but my advice to him is to just try and get outside of yourself and accept the people who want to help you and the people who are here that have no agenda except they love BYU and they want to help these athletes and help these teams to be successful. And th- this is a hard thing because it seems like you, you, you kind of lock yourself in your own little room and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then before you know it, you need more help. And so that, that would be my advice. And then the, the, the other thing is... And I'd, I'd give anybody this advice in, in, in any position that they're uh, in, especially position of leadership, is that you find ways to enjoy your day every day. I had a ritual every day that was the funnest part of my day, and that's when I got to meet with my coaches. We'd have a staff meeting, and... About the first 20 minutes of every staff meeting, we would make fun of everything that happened the night before and laugh and enjoy, enjoy the moment. Knowing that we're all in a grind, knowing that we've all got a truck facing us, coming right at us, and we've got to figure out how to get out of the way or derail it. But um, I, I think trying to find joy in your day in this challenge uh, can really help you get through it. Oh, boy. Hi, Coach. <laughs> this is my daughter, Taylor. My name's
6: Taylor. My media is Taylor Ann Rose on Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> um, this is not my turn to speak, but I'm taking it because I'm 22, so of, I mean, I'm 24, so of the 22 years of my life, I've been Coach Rose's daughter which is one of the greatest privileges and I'm so proud of you and I just wanted everyone to know that so you have done amazing things but you will only do more amazing things next so I guess I have to ask a question Um, what was your favorite game? I don't know (laughs) (laughs) answer your question, I love you and I'm very proud of you (laughs)
3: Well, what I'm really, really happy for is that Taylor is in her second semester of law school, okay? Because (laughs) there was times during the first semester that we wondered if we'd get to the second semester. But she did great, and we're so proud of her and looking forward to her legally representing me for free for a long time. (laughs) You know, my favorite game, I've been asked that a lot, uh, over the years, and really can't ever say how can you pick one game and have it be your favorite game. But I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to feel like I felt after we beat Gonzaga to go to the Sweet 16. And we come home from, we fly into Provo Airport here, and there's four or five hundred Cougar fans at two in the morning, three in the morning. It's raining, it's freezing cold. That's, that's when I knew I was at someplace special, really, really special. People really, really cared. And that's when I, just within the next oh, 72 hours or so, I, I had a couple offers to leave here and go coach somewhere else. And so it's, it's kind of funny that you think, well, maybe that was your favorite game that you played in. And you, but then it caused the most stress that I've ever had in my entire life trying to figure out who to say yes to and who to say no to. and So there you go. But I, the game in here against San Diego State, when everybody rushed to court and I got pinned up against the wall right over there, that was pretty good, good too.
2: Coach Dave McCann from KSL and BYU TV, congratulations.
5: Thank you. You survived 141 pregame interviews with Blaine and myself. <laughs> we
2: tried to come up with different questions,
5: uh, but we appreciated that time with you. It's an emotional day for a lot of us that have uh, been working together for a long time. When they hired Steve Cleveland, I remember we all thought, well, who's this guy? And then he announced his staff, and we all thought, who are those guys? And... And then here we are today, all these years later, uh, explain what it feels like to bring a program out onto this floor where it is so loud that your players can't hear you as you're talking to them face to face and knowing that, that
2: you helped create that.
3: You know, that's, that's probably one of the most um, special things in our recruiting is, uh, is this, this building, the marriage center. And if we can get, a player in the building you know before he's committed and he has a real interest there's a really good chance we're going to get him and he's going to want to come because this is a really special place and I, I've traveled the world and it's amazing where I find people that come up to me and say my goodness I saw a game in the Marriott Center in 1975 or whenever and it, it's you know, that's the loudest I've ever heard in an arena or the the best place I've ever watched the game and we traveled to, to Australia one summer with a, a summer team. We've been to Brazil recruiting, and it's amazing how many people uh, in the basketball world actually have um, a, uh, a feel for how special this place is. And, and you know, for me, uh, some of those nights, you know, you, you go home and, you know, you're kind of decompressed and you're sitting in a chair and, you know, Cheryl thinks I was just ignoring her but she says something to me and I can't hear her you know <laughs> ears are just ringing and most of the time we won so I had a smile on my face sitting there but uh i uh i i think that uh one of the things that I'll always really be grateful for is it was weird because i sat in my office a lot of summers with jackhammers just you know shaking the building but for them to To update this building and facility and make it real for a long time in the future, I think, is great foresight from the university planners, but a great advantage for us and our athletic program. My grandkids are getting restless here. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, if I f- forgot anybody here, I mean, I, my goodness, it's, 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 it's a great group. Maybe we should go to Sundance and have a party. <laughs> I threw a party for my wife's 50th birthday at Sundance. It was one of the best parties we've ever had. And you know what, media guys, I'd actually invite you guys if I did that. Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: Thank you you very much. Go Cougs. Dave Rose announces his retirement. He is done as the head coach at BYU. And uh, an understandably emotional gathering. At times, wow, I mean, not just he and his wife and his family, but uh, members of the media, his daughter spoke. This is, uh, he leaves quite a legacy.
0: It's been a long time, 22 years at BYU, 8 as an assistant, 14 as a head coach. And you talk about all the numbers, and he said, hey, these are just numbers, whatever. I don't read a lot. I'm, you know, 483 games coached as the head coach, 348 wins, exactly 200 at home, by the way.
1: 200 wins, 27 losses at home.
0: That's 88%. I, I mean, incredible. Um, we talked about all the accolades, but the relationships and the stories and the great story he told and of, of when Brandon Davies um, – in twenty eleven wasn't going to be able to play the rest of the year, and Jim Fredette says, "You figure out the eight rebounds, I'll get the twelve points oh and he did, and he did, and just it's bit this i I think we thought there might be some kind of shake up after the season i I didn't think that this would be the end for Dave Rose, but as he talked about he said i have I have three three components right three coaching pillars, my coaching mind, body, and soul, and he said uh, my soul or my heart told me it was time. And and obviously he's had cancer, and he said, doctors have been telling me for 10 years uh, you're playing with house money.
1: And it's been good to him.
0: And it's been good, and he's overcome that, which is fantastic, uh, with pancreatic cancer. Uh, but now's the time for him. And uh, what, a, what a career he's had. And, and what amazing memories. It was fun to go down memory lane there and uh, talk about some of those great players and great games. And we've always kind of wondered what his favorite game was ever. He identified...
1: Gonzaga in the round of 32 yes. to get to the Sweet 16.
0: Yes. And that then that was the big win over the Zags. And BYU enters the league, and Gonzaga had, uh, BYU had Gonzaga's attention, right? And, and Gonzaga had to go to another level to overcome what happened to them in Denver in the turning, right?
1: Some quotables from the press conference, if you're just joining us and uh, missed it. Dave Rose officially announcing he is retiring as the head coach of BYU Basketball. And he said... We stayed at BYU, we being he and his wife Cheryl, when we had a few opportunities to leave for other jobs, but it's the relationships that made us stay. And he said that he had a few offers in his lap when he came home from that win over Gonzaga to get to the Sweet 16. Oklahoma
0: was one of them. Like That was a really big potential opportunity for him that he passed up. And what he did the next few years was still go to the NCAA tournament. Now, the last four years, BYU did not. Um, so, so certainly here at the end, it hasn't been what BYU wanted or what Dave Rose wanted or the players or whatnot. But uh, it, he said he leaves with no regrets, but one thought that he did have was that he thought that BYU could get to a Final Four. And about three years ago, we all kind of felt that BYU might have the team to do that. Unfortunately, it didn't work out in the end with the Lone Peak 3 and Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant. That group never never grew old together if you guys left kind of early, and that kind of becomes the end of this. But when you look at the 14 years, unbelievable! Mm. All the great players, the conference titles, uh, the conference player of the year, the national player of the year, the Sweet just 16. numbers
1: and stats to him,
0: right. And, and to him, it's relationships. But when Dave is gone, what we're going to remember is that's the greatest coach in BYU basketball history. Stan Watts is in the Basketball Hall of Fame, but he's, he's not better than Dave Rose. Dave Rose, in the modern era, did what others could not do successfully for a long time. Get a National Player of the Year, Sweet 16. This isn't 81 with Danny Ainge. It's a different era. Yet Dave Rose took that team there in 2011.
1: I've got news for you. If you anticipate that the new BYU basketball coach will come in and win 72% of his games and go 227 at home over 14 seasons, you're probably kidding yourself. It's, it's. It's hard for the
0: next guy, but I don't think the next guy is going to put up those numbers. But what the next guy could do, as Dave talked about, is maybe there's a team that makes a special run that hadn't been done before. Maybe that Elite Eight is in the cards. And
1: he wants that to happen, clearly. Right.
0: right. And what Dave Rose did, too, that we should mention is he beat Gonzaga in Spokane. It cost me my hair one year. He did it three times. He told me after that, he said, you got to be careful what you say now, man. (laughs) Indeed.
1: (laughs) He also said, and I quote, I don't really know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I promise you it'll be better than today. <laughs> Ever the jokester. Uh, and sometimes that gets swept under the rug with him, but he's uh, got a great sense of humor. Um, really emotional.
0: Extremely emotional, right? Today is an end of an era. I mean, 14 years. 14 years is a long time. Plus the eight as an assistant. So 22. And like his uh, daughter Taylor mentioned, 22 over 24 years of life. She's been. Coach Rose's daughter, and uh, so here we are. What a legacy, too, that he's built. You talk about the facilities, the annex, the updated Marriott Center. There's a lot that's gone into this program on and off the court.
1: It's everything he's done for the program, yes, in terms of wins and losses and accolades that way, but the community impact as well, not just the upgrades of the buildings, just how— much of an inspiration. He's been to so many people. The
0: Simmons Center for Cancer Research. We've been a part of that, and we will be on uh, with the Rex Lee Run. And we're still, still involved,
1: like, and that will continue work. on. And I can guarantee you that Dave and Cheryl will be there uh, with pom-poms cheering on all those that are battling cancer, who have survived cancer, uh, who are family members that uh, have— They've lost several family fun- members. Yeah, its it's incredible. Cheryl's lost multiple sisters to the disease. But just I just want to say thank you to Dave Rose and to his wife, Cheryl, um, and specifically, not so much for uh, just the wins on the court, but just the way they've conducted themselves, and and uh, what an inspiration they've been to to me and my family, who's dealing with cancer, and my father. And they've been good to us. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's an emotional day for sure. We'll miss him. Uh, joining us now is the man that hired Dave Rose as one of his assistants back in the spring of 1997. Steve Cleveland. Steve. First of all, welcome back to the program. It's great to have you with us as you listen to that announcement and watch Dave and see his emotions. What's going through your mind right now?
5: Well, I am—I'm uh, happy for him, to be honest with you. I uh, and he shared some of those emotions of—excuse <clears throat> me—of coaching at this level and being completely committed and all in. And uh, you know, it—it it, it takes a toll on you physically and. Mentally and emotionally and on you and your family. And so when you do finally make that decision, I don't know what you will do after this, but, uh, it's kind of like you can breathe again. And so it's, it's a good feeling. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're always going to be emotional when you're so vested in great young people and coaches and support groups and the university and the fan base. Uh, it is an emotional thing because you've given everything that you have and, He's done that and more, and just had an amazing career there.
0: Steve, how did he develop as a person from when you first hired him in 1997
5: to 2019? How did he de- How did he develop? Is that what you said?
0: Yeah, as a person.
5: Yeah, you know what? Um, D- Dave has always been pretty guarded and to himself, and and uh, but he he does like he has been mentioned. He has, has quite a sense of humor. But I think when we... I didn't know Dave that well. I, you know, I had actually participated in a tournament at Dixie College the previous fall uh, with my Fresno City College team. And uh, we had a common friend in John Wardenburg who worked at Dixie there. And they had asked us to come and play in this tournament. And we didn't play each other, but I, I can remember uh, just, just getting to know him a little bit. and uh, And so as... Things proceeded forward, and I had my season, and he had his season. There really wasn't a lot of communicating. Like I said, the the connection was I had met John Wartenberg at a BYU camp, and that was kind of the connection to getting into his tournament. And so I had actually been on the road, on our way to Hutch, where the National Junior College Tournament was, and there were a lot of names. I had already decided that Heath Sawyer was going to come with me and that we had created a position for Brian Santiago, uh, to To be an ops guy, and which was kind of a new position, but I was looking for coaches, and I had a really strong impression driving from Wichita to Hutch one night, and I had just thought about someone who had been in that community, and even though we were not good friends or that I had had a lot of experiences with him, I just had a really strong feeling that I should call him and and To be honest with you, when I called him and, and I was driving in the middle of the night i don 't know what time it was there for him. I just asked him. I said, "Would you uh, be willing to meet with me the next day in Salt Lake? I'm flying back." And uh, and I, I think initially because he had he and John were good friends, and he he said, "Well, do you need John's number? Are you going to try to get a hold of him and help you?" And I said, "No, I want I want to talk to you." And so I hung up. And the next day I flew in and we met at a, at a restaurant in Salt Lake and we spent about two and a half hours together and just talked about it. And you know, I, I, he was in shock. And, I, I, you know, he was, he was unsure of it. He, had, he loved Dixie. His family has been in St. George for a long time. And he was concerned about his kids. And so kind of a fun thing happened, I'll share with you. So we spent that time. We didn't make any decisions. I said, how about when Chanel's done with her tournament, the high school tournament up there in Salt Lake, that you come back through Provo, bring your wife, and we'll just sit down in the office and talk a little bit. And so, you know, about 24 hours later, they're in my office, and I sit down. And I met Cheryl for the first time. I met Chanel, and I kind of introduced myself to them because they didn't know who I was. And then I started kind of laying the foundation for an opportunity for Dave to come work here. And the next thing you knew, is Cheryl and Chanel had like crocodiles who was going down their cheeks. And uh, and, and I and you know and I told you Dave keeps things to himself. And so I turned to Dave and I said, please tell me you shared some of what we talked about from then till now. It it doesn't appear that Cheryl or Chanel have even heard of any of this. I really haven't got to it. (laughs) 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 So here they are sitting in my office. They're both in tears. And uh, so I had a chance to spend an hour with them, and it was good. And I told them I wanted them to go home and talk to their kids and uh, spend two or three days and – Two or three days later, they said, let's go, you know, and uh, I, I think, to be honest with you, I, I think that Cheryl was still upset that BYU didn't recruit Dave. <laughs>
2: She'd
5: probably kill me for saying that. And obviously, Dave was a great college player and played at Houston, and it all worked out for him. But uh, I don't think that they weren't BYU people. They hadn't gone to school there. They, they had no commitment to that institution, though, you know, it wasn't like disliked it, but it was the same thing with me. I had never gone to school there. I didn't really have a history there but we obviously were both members of the church and we love coaching and it was just a great opportunity. So that's kind of how it all started. And so as, as we progressed, you know, Dave just continued to grow. And I mean, we were doing different things that we had never done before. He'd been a head coach a long time. I had. And, uh, and so we, we learned together and not just Dave and I, but the entire staff. And we grew as a staff together And, and to the point where, we got it turned, and, and, and it was really, really good. And, it, you know, any time you build something, um, it's a special memory. And uh, Dave matured through that process like we all did. I mean, I honestly, none of us had ever done it. You, you bring in five junior college guys. Okay, who, That's never going to happen again on the planet. And that's what happened because Brian hadn't even coached. But, he, had, you know, he played junior college basketball. He played at Fresno State. And then Nate Hall had, had been coaching at uh, Utah Valley at that time UVSC and and of course a former great player at at BYU and then Dave and then Heath who was a young guy that had been helping me at Fresno City so it it didn't really make sense on paper and I think when they announced it it was like who is this guy and who are these guys and um, but but over time we, we figured it out and had a great time together and it's, it's been awesome to watch Dave and see what he's done beyond that.
1: Former BYU basketball head coach Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation, the man that hired Dave Rose all the way back in 1997 to begin Dave's 22-year run. As the Cougars, he retires official as of uh, just about a half an hour ago. Coach, let's finish with this. Um, we all kind of now are wondering what's the next step and what's the next page for BYU basketball. That obviously will include a new coach and a new staff. You can go anywhere you want with this. What do you see happening in the immediate future for this program?
5: Well, I mean, I think it's going to be all positive. I mean, I I think that any time you'll get a new perspective, you'll get new energy, you'll have new coaches, they'll go on the road and bring new players in, and you've got some really, really good existing players. And, you know, I, I think the key thing, if I had any counsel for the new coach, was to make sure that you do everything you can to to, to take care of the guys that are currently there and, and, and get, make sure they keep. Sometimes when change is made, players leave, you know, and you don't want that to happen because there is a nucleus of really good players there. But, I, you know, it, I don't know who they're going to hire. And, and publicly you can read all of the candidates. And, are, you know, Tom has made this mention before. He said, you know, we're, we're going to hire a member of the church. who's going to be the head coach at BYU in football and basketball, probably most of the sports. And so that limits the pool. Uh, but they'll they'll find the right candidate, and when they do, I think they'll be in, they'll be great energy. It's anytime there's something new and fresh, and but at, at the end of the day, next November, you know you're out there grinding and working. And I know whoever they hire, uh, it's going to be somebody that's committed to this thing. And it's you know it's never easy to follow someone that's had this kind of success, but I think you you are looking at taking it to the next level, and uh, there are lots of things to go forward with. Whatever happens, you, you want the community involved, and, and I'm sure they will. And every, it'll be a, a really a high degree of excitement about whatever happens. And I, I just love the fact that uh, how this entire press conference has gone and, and the love that BYU has had for Dave and his family for them and the community. So I, I'm really proud of Dave, and uh, yeah, I consider him a very close friend and happy for him and uh, just uh, so, so proud of everything that he's done.
1: Coach, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation for this special announcement and breaking news in regard to Dave Rose retiring. I'm sure we'll be talking soon when uh, we start to see some names pop up for that uh, potential head coach replacement.
5: Sounds good, guys. Take care. Have a great day.
1: Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yes, the next natural step in this progression is the coaching search. Who is the man that will step in and try and fill very, very big shoes that Dave Rose leaves behind after essentially what feels like a lifetime of work at BYU? We have compiled a list. We'll get into all of that as we move forward in the coming days as the search begins for BYU's next head coach. This doesn't happen very often. Roger Reed, Steve Cleveland, Dave Rose. That spans about 40 years, people.
0: It's a long time, man. It's a long time. So it's an end of an era for BYU. Dave Rose, tremendous coach, uh, did tremendous things here. And now BYU moves on. They've got a team that uh, needs a head coach. They need assistant coaches. They need. It, we'll see if any of them stay with the next guy. Is he on staff already? Like we, we'll see. I, I feel like BYU is going to go outside the staff to pull in a guy. But who knows if they uh, go internal? They've gone with uh, an internal candidate. You know, last time with Dave. But before that with Steve, it was a junior college coach that was off the map. So it could be a guy that maybe is in the NBA at another college right now. Would uh, BYU pull from uh, uh, the high school ranks? Uh, Probably not. But we've got a list that we'll present tomorrow of uh, 10 guys that we think are in the mix, Um, whether strongly or not at all. Sure. But we think it's from this list that we'll present tomorrow on the show.
1: All right. Great stuff from the press conference. Um, We are going to finish this uh, impromptu BYU Sports Nation, a special edition. Dave Rose out as the BYU basketball head coach. Again, reminder to join us tomorrow at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, live on BYU TV, simulcast on BYU Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 143 for all of the details as we move forward. Dave Rose, 14 years as the head coach. Incredible run that he had at BYU, and we thank him collectively as a group at BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.